Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Mayfair Theater Podcast. I'm Andrew. And this is Josh. It is, what is it, Thursday, August 11th, and we'll be chatting about stuff coming up from the 12th through the 18th. We're multitasking this right now while Captain Fantastic is playing that we can... Are you close enough to the mic? Maybe. Sorry, to, inter- sorry to interrupt. How's that? I'm always worried that you're not. I think that's a bit better. Yeah, it was... you, you got you to get pretty close and intimate. I was leaning back, getting settled in. It's, uh, yeah, it's funny because you see stuff of like, nowadays what you would call like a professional podcast. <laughs> like, like, I wish we had those hanging mics yeah. instead of this uh, one table yeah. mic. Because what does Marin have? Marin has like a couple hanging mics. But yeah. He, even he just does it from his garage. So he's, yeah. he's doing it on a laptop as well. But I'm sure we work with people who can figure out how to rig yeah. that. <laughs> that would be really cool. And what do you, stuff like Nerdist, though, I think they essentially record in, like, a radio studio, you know, like mm-hmm. an actual, like, with the nice walls and the, the everyone gets a mic and, and they actually have, like, a sound engineer and mm-hmm. stuff like that. But nowadays, just like everything else, like, recording music or making comic books or, or you know, making a cartoon, you can just kind of do it by yourself with mm-hmm. your laptop and phone and yep. some downloaded programs. Um, but yeah, cause like this right now, we, we usually try to do it or we try to do it when there's not a movie screening, but sometimes just schedules permit this. Yes. Uh, today we were going to do it before, but we had a, a, a rental in, uh, pre movies this afternoon. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't too busy, but I thought it might be too busy wrangling that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but yeah, so you might hear a bit of fantastic or sorry, Captain Fantastic in the background mm-hmm. as we record this. Which continues for a second week. Yeah, I haven't seen it yet. I, I do want Me to neither. check it out. It's, uh, sometimes during the summertime when we're screening movies, I, I refrain, but I always want to like sarcastically go on like Facebook and Twitter and be like, you guys are coming back, right? Because <laughs> there's no one in the theater and like we'll have screenings with two people. Or But uh, the last couple weeks last little while things have definitely gone on an upswing again yeah we had a really good weekend with uh captain fantastic uh hunt for the wilder people yeah and uh wiener which i missed wiener I, so which <laughs> again we'll talk about movies that we just screened but we'll get back on track but it it's uh it is in context because we do have some more documentaries coming up we have been on this run of documentaries mm-hmm. that I think by year's end might all be in my list. I, I guess maybe it's always so tough because some of these movies are technically 2015 movies still, even this late in the year. They're just kind of rolling around to us or getting out of the festival circuit. But uh, like Dark Horse was great. Uh, How to Build a Time Machine was great. Wiener was great. I'm really looking forward to uh, Werner Herzog's new documentary. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wiener was laugh out loud hilarious sometimes and like cringe cringe inducing oh my like a horror film just because yeah this guy did some weird bad things but he didn't murder anybody he kind of he kind of cheated on his wife he Mm -hmm. he did internet cheating on his wife um so judge him as you would think you know a worthy judgment of that Mm -hmm. but you see his documentary and he's he seems to be a good leader he seems to be a good dad Mm -hmm. except he does stupid things on the internet over and over again yeah so you do get a sense of liking the guy a bit but there's stuff that he does and you're just like well one you're like why are you letting a documentary crew follow you around 
And two, you're like, oh, your wife could do better than you, I think. And, yeah. his, and his wife, I have learned, is, is from the movie, is like Hillary Clinton's right-hand woman. Still? Uh, still, yeah. yeah. I, I, I looked it up on the old Wikipedia last night. She's like her... One her, of her top aides. Yeah, her like co, co-chair woman yeah. or something. So if and when Hillary wins, she'll get another big shot job out of that. But the, the, this woman he's married to is... is Are like, they still married? They're still married. So this isn't okay. even a spoiler because it doesn't come up in the movie. But it, of course you watch a movie like that, you go and look online to see what the hell happened. Yeah. And so he's making a living just um, consulting, which is always a mysterious thing. Mm-hmm. And she's still working for Hillary. So there's still a pair of rich New York yeah. socialites. But you watch this movie and there's scenes where this poor woman who, although she is in a public job, she's not in the public eye. She's behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. And she has she has to do these press conference conferences, and she still has the you know the 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 best sense of humor she can in this horrible situation. But all these horrible reporters, uh, and you're they just, just want the dirt, you know, oh, it's like horrible. That, yeah, that's all people want to talk about. Is his... and, and he and again, whether you think he's a monster or not, he really does seem to be just trying to be a good politician. Mm-hmm. He's like, let's talk about taxes, let's talk about kids, let's talk about fixing New York. Mm-hmm. And every question is just about the sexting. Yeah. And, but there's a turn in the movie where people are booing his, his competitors, booing his, his, the other people who are running against him because they keep on bringing it up while he's trying to, you know, talk about stuff happening in the city. So it's a fascinating documentary, but it's like, like a lot of these documentaries like, like that, I'm, I'm just like, why are you letting these people follow you around? <laughs> yeah. It, it's, uh, so anyhow, that's a documentary that has passed, but highly recommended. Hope you got a chance to see it. There was a really great crowd last night. Yeah. And, um, uh, but yeah, look forward to, uh, in the near future, uh, what's Werner's movie called? Lo and Behold? Lo and Behold, uh, something the connected world. <laughs> and it's a, like, Werner is narrating it, which is the best thing. Yeah, it's about the internet and, and how scary it is, how wonderful and scary it is. Yeah, and if you've seen any of other of his... I, I still have not seen a ton of his early work, but I'm a big fan of his documentaries. And mm-hmm. Yeah, so looking forward to that one. So yeah, that's coming up in the near future. Uh, as we mentioned, Captain Fantastic is playing As We Speak and continues next week between the 12th and the 18th. Uh, starring Viggo Mortensen, um, about a, a family man who lives in the woods away from technology, mm-hmm. and he and his family, I think, uh, join modern society. I believe they they come out of the forest, mm-hmm. and uh, well, he's got issues with his father-in-law, who mm-hmm. feels that he's not doing a good job with the kids by you know keeping them isolated, right? And Viggo's. He's one of those actors who, he seems to have stumbled into superstardom because, almost like Johnny Depp, except Vigo's kind of gone back, like, after Lord of the Rings, Vigo is continuing to do these kind of small independent films. Johnny Depp did a bunch of small independent films, Mm -hmm. then seemingly kind of stumbled into Pirates of the Caribbean, Mm -hmm. and is now, I think there's still two more Pirates of the Caribbean movies coming, I think, like, they're, they, and despite nobody liking them, they keep on making a billion dollars, so... Mm -hmm. It's you can't blame them for making more, but pretty much like everything that's coming out 
every weekend. Yeah, no one likes it. It just no keeps one likes money. it. No one liked Batman versus Superman, but it yeah. still made you know six hundred million dollars. Yeah, and they're gonna make Man of Steel two, and they're gonna make uh, and Suicide Squad two. All these movies, mm. and it makes me so mad because you'll always hear people saying there's nothing good. Oh, it's all sequels and remakes. And then like I look at our schedule, and I'm like, well, you know, we've had a long run of stuff that's been so good lately and a lot of it whether it be something a bit more weird and mature like the lobster or something more family friendly like hunt for the wilder wilder people i wonder like so many people have been coming to hunt for the wilder people and i wonder how it's getting on people's radar and i think it might have something to do with the success of um what we do in the shadows oh i'm sure yeah and and it's interesting because uh it's a movie that don't quote me on it, but I think it might be on our horizon is the new Ghostbusters. We might get a chance to screen mm-hmm. that. But it's a rare movie that I I went to see. Um, yeah, I've seen it too. Uh, and I always I always feel like this like guilty preface that I have to say, but I didn't pay for it. I got it for yeah. free. Um, <laughs> you know, as long as you're not buying popcorn there, you don't you're have not, to... You're not helping them, yeah. <laughs> you don't have to worry. But I, I, I enjoyed the new Ghostbusters, and there's been all this news about how... And it's so funny. They're saying it flopped, but... I don't think it flopped. I don't think it did great. But especially in a world where they haven't taken into account Netflix, HBO, Blu-ray sales, even though that's not what it once was. Um, But I don't understand why Hollywood spends so much on advertising. Because they're saying that they spent like, I think the number that I read was like $70 million on advertising Ghostbusters. Mm -hmm. So all that money is going to pay for like TV ads, billboards, magazine ads. And you look in these modern, this modern era, uh, all these actors are going to be on all the talk shows, mm-hmm. which is relatively cheap for the distributor in the grand scheme of things because they're paying for hotels and airplanes and stuff. Mm-hmm. But So they're going to be on Colbert, they're going to be on Daily Show, they're going to be on The Tonight Show, and then Rolling Stone's going to have a cover article about it. Entertainment mm-hmm. Weekly's going to have a cover article about it. All the nerd websites are going to write about it. Do you need to spend like? Does Star Wars need to spend money on advertising? I, Pro- or like less, way less. They could maybe. I mean, they they still have to spend a lot. I mean, I don't. I mean, again, I'm not a marketing expert. I mean, yeah. maybe they could cut down a bit, but it's you know a billion dollar industry. Like they're not gonna. Yeah. You know they're not gonna be like, eh, we're not gonna do bus ads. Eh, we're not gonna. Yeah. You know, like they. It's really more about marketing than it is about yeah, movies, yeah. really. They're really more in the, the marketing business. And and they're... It's not like, you know, back in the day, like in the 30s and 40s, where they were in the business of making movies. Right. You know, the studio system where MGM made MGM movies and, you know... That's it. Paramount made Paramount movies. Now it's just, you know, all these major... These studios are just owned by major conglomerates and they're in the business of... Um, yeah, big, big marketing. So. Yeah, Disney sells just as many theme park tickets and fruit snacks and backpacks. Yeah. And, and you know, a beer company owns NBC and mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, like there, there's there's very few companies, if any, that are just the one thing nowadays. Mm-hmm. And it's, yeah, it's fascinating. And it, it seems like they they still, and it's been like this for maybe, what, like 35 years now, Horror movies are the way to go. Actually, maybe more than earlier than that. Maybe even back to like Universal monster movies in the 30s. Mm-hmm. Because like a movie like, like a Star Trek film will come out 
and cost $150 million and make $200 million or like just to make up mm-hmm. some numbers. But then like a horror film will come out and cost $10 million and make $100 million. So they still seem willing to make these little movies and make the big giant movies. Mm-hmm. But it's wow, well, less less now today. Yeah. It's the ones in between that end up being a lot of the stuff that we get to show, the smaller distributors, Mm -hmm. because they're, yeah, I guess now like their mindset, which is sometimes true, is that they have to spend $500 million to make $525 million. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, it's insane. Like just the numbers. Yeah. And then you have like Hunt for the Wilder People is a good example and I'm very much looking forward to it, but like Taika Waititi's next gig is the next Thor movie, which mm-hmm. he's actually finished shooting. I, I don't know when that comes out next year sometime, I guess. Now, though, I think they just finished shooting, so now it'll be mm-hmm. special effects and doing the score and all that post-production stuff. But right after that, he's going back and doing uh, the uh, Swearwolf Werewolf movie, the sequel to um, What We Do in the Shadows. Oh, okay. <laughs> so he's going to go from doing a big $100 million plus budget movie back to doing a little independent movie that I'm sure might have a bit of a bigger budget, but like what we do in the shadows was a Kickstarter film. So to go, yeah, but even those Kickstarter films, I think, I think there's a misconception that that pays for the whole movie, which it doesn't. I think a lot of those Kickstarters are really to finance like maybe post-production or just completing the film. Yeah. Like a lot of people got mad at, and you know, it's the internet. Everyone gets mad at everything. But the, the last Zach Braff movie, I can't remember the name of it, but it was a very, wish I was here. Wish I, I was here. It was a very Zach Braffy type movie. Yeah. Uh, I saw it. It was fine, but it got a lot of flack for being a Kickstarter movie because they're like, you were the star of a sitcom mm-hmm. and this and that and blah, blah, blah. But I think it's the same thing where he raised, X amount of dollars on Kickstarter, but he said, we also had like an actual big distributor. So, Mm -hmm. you know, Paramount probably kicked in $5 million and then somebody else kicked in a couple million dollars and then he made $4 million on, on Kickstarter. So the whole budget might've been $10 million. And that money on Kickstarter, a lot of it has to cover whatever perks he's given out. Yeah. So it's not probably a fraction of the Kickstarter money is really going into the film. Well, I always get mad too, because when... When people get upset with, like, oh, you're you're donating to Kickstarter or these people. And it's like, yeah, but nobody's forcing you to donate to Kickstarter. Mm-hmm. It's like, you're donating to this project because you have some connection to it. You like Zach Braff. Mm-hmm. You like films. you There's some prize in it that you want to get the reward from. And it's kind of like when people complain about sequels or remakes. I'm like, well, just don't go. You, you know, you don't, you don't have to go. Mm-hmm. I... I haven't seen the last few Transformers movies and I have no intention of seeing them. And people always assume that because I'm a big movie nerd that I just see everything. And I'm like, well, no, because that's like those two movies are five hours long and (laughs) I would rather watch something else and never say never because I've watched horrible movies all the time. But like when I look at our schedule coming up, I'm like, well, I'd rather go see Cafe Society than see whatever the big horrible franchise movie is Mm -hmm. and even when i'm at home watching movies which i do just like anyone else the same thing applies where i've got i've got such a backlog of tv shows i want to watch 
that I'm not going to waste my time. And so if you don't like those movies, just don't go. You, mm-hmm. you, you don't have to see the next Michael Bay movie. There is something else. You, you, can, you can come here or you can stay home and read a book or you yeah. can do anything else. Because it, it's... If you're going to them, it's your fault. Like, you, like, like, and and to be fair to to the Transformers guys, they have made a franchise that continues to make a billion dollars every time a movie comes out. Mm-hmm. So of course, the powers that be are going to be like, well, let's make another one. It's just, it's just getting kind of crazy now because there was that huge um, backlash. One of the Suicide Squad fans wanted to boycott Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. Because he felt like, oh, well, this is getting horrible reviews and it's going to hurt the film. And it's like, uh... No. First of all, Rotten Tomatoes has nothing to do with it. They're just the middleman. They just put the reviews, you know, they just aggregate all the reviews. And... Yeah, I don't get this, this, you know, self-righteous indignation that a lot of these fanboys have, like... You know, Hollywood is catering to them, making, you know, all these comic book movies for them, but they get all pissed off because other people aren't enjoying them. Or yeah. And and the thing is... They, th- they think that there's, like, some conspiracy that critics are, you know, no, yeah. wanting to ruin their... And, and it, it just goes to, like... It's, I, 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 I really like the Judge John Hodgman podcast. Mm-hmm. And when he's doing his comedic judgments of the complaints that people bring in, there'll be some of like exactly this, like somebody complaining about somebody not liking something. And it always comes down to, as he says, no matter how much you love the person or how much you are friends with the person, you can't force them to like something Mm -hmm. that you like, whether it be a movie or a book or a sports team or a food. And that's the thing. It's fine if you like something I don't, but you can't get mad at people. like. But people are doing that. People oh, are yeah. on the internet. I don't know what it is. They just, they don't like the fact that they feel that critics are unfairly ganging up, mostly, I guess, on these DC movies specifically because yeah. they don't get as good reviews. But right. it's like, it's like they, their attitude is, we. I like this, so everyone else should like it too. Yeah. Otherwise, it's ruining it for me. Or I, I don't know. I don't, it, yeah. I have a hard time wrapping my head around Well, it. and I think it's, it's, I'm curious if it's something that has always existed, but we just hear about it now because of the internet. Like, say back, yeah. like in whatever... The, the internet is, there's a lot more room for whining, of course. Like in, in, this... in, in the, what, in the 70s when, when Planet of the Apes Part 5 came out and the critics didn't like it, were all the Planet of the Apes nerds similarly upset, you know? Like, would 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 there be that same voice or... You know, when Westerns started going away or when, mm-hmm. or, you know, like say like the Friday the 13th films, they kept making those, but they always got bad reviews. So if there was the internet voice back in the mid eighties, would there be people saying the same thing? Like, oh, it's just the critics. They don't get it. They're not having fun. Mm-hmm. And it's like for me, like I'll, I will never forget the, the, the one star Ottawa citizen review for Army of Darkness. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't change me. It doesn't change that I love the film. And even in a lesser extent, like there's always stuff where something, someone you like will disagree with you. And I remember going to see Speed Racer and my friend loved it. Mm-hmm. And there are people I kind of liked it. 
But he, he he's like one of his favorite films. Mm-hmm. I I hated it. Mm-hmm. But, it's, it. Yeah, it's definitely not for everyone, but but it has a, a cult following for but, sure. But we haven't like feuded about it for 10 years. We just kind of no. go like, yep, yeah, you don't like it, I, I like it. You it's don't. just very childish, this whole, you know, when I, when I read about that on the internet, I'm thinking, like, get over it. And that's the problem too, like... The movie is going to make, oh, you yeah. know, a billion dollars and there'll be a sequel and... Yeah. It doesn't really matter if everyone hates it. People are putting their money down. Yeah, and 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 the thing is they are the loudest voices. And the problem is, yeah. There's all kinds of nice nerds out there. There's oh, all yeah. there's all kinds of nice folks who are logical. But there are these angry trolls who yeah. are kind of it's all about them and what they want. Yeah. You know? Like like a very good friend of mine really likes like the current DC run. He liked Suicide Squad. He 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 like Batman, Superman, mm-hmm. and we te- I tease him about it sometimes, or he, you know, but it, it's like it's not going to ruin our relationship, you know. Like it's it's. Uh, I hope not. No, yeah, <laughs> we, we've broken up, <laughs> but or even in the extent of just like I've never understood the forcing your 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 date or your your husband wife to go see a movie they don't want to. Or watch a movie they don't want to, and especially in this day and age, where like the world's at your fingertips. Yeah. Um, and like Gwen and I are on the same page about most stuff. Like we watch all the same nerd TV shows, and um, but a little while back, a couple of years back, when Mike Judge brought back Beavis and Butthead for one season, which I wish he would do more, but he, he I think he keeps on getting distracted with other giant successful franchises. Mm-hmm. Uh, she, I forget, I think she wasn't really familiar, she was familiar, but didn't watch it, watched the first episode, and was like, nope, and I was like, okay, yeah, and I then wasn't... I watched them by myself, and, yeah. you know, there you go. Yeah, it's it's weird, I, I always imagine if, like, the indie movie community had the same thing, and would, like, troll Ain't It Cool News and IMDb, because no, I'm sure that happens. The latest Helen Mirren movie didn't get good reviews or something. I think it's just empowering for people. They just oh, yeah. love to bitch and moan yeah. for the sake of it because they just feel empowered by doing it. Yeah, and it's just like uh, a lot of times it's people who aren't being creative themselves. They're yeah. not doing anything. They're not making stuff. And and that's fine. Not everybody can make stuff. You know, some people do other things, but it's it's the closest they can get to feeling. And it's, man, especially now, I think a lot of creators are guilty of interacting on Twitter, and you're like, no, just just stay away from them. And so they get like this real like interaction back and forth with somebody, and get to complain to somebody, and get to feel like they're voicing their opinion yeah. or whatever. That's and what a lot of it is. Yeah, I, I just kind of look. I just try to be glass half full and and just be like, well, I really liked Star Wars, and I really liked. Ghostbusters, and I'm really looking forward to whatever. Mm-hmm. But more and more, it really is, like I said, like, like whatever's coming out in the multiplex on a Friday night, I would rather come here and watch Hunt for the Wilder People. Mm-hmm. Or, like, uh, tomorrow, I'll be coming here to watch maybe even Cafe Society and The Fits, but one or the other. Mm-hmm. And that's how I'd rather spend my Friday night is watching one of these movies. Well, let's talk about the fits yeah. because we have two premieres this week. We have the fits and a martial arts movie entitled uh, "The Final Master." The fits is about a an eleven year old girl who 
gets into a dance troupe. And weird stuff starts happening. Yeah, and from the... Within their competition, like... I kind of don't want to know too much, because I've seen the trailer, and that's fine. And I know something weird happens. But I'm... The trailer's so good. Trailer's very, very, uh, very exciting, and uh, these cool... It's got some creepy music. Yeah, cool-looking little girls, and they're kind of doing, like, their hopscotch, and they're doing their stuff in the gym, and they look all intense, and they look like they're battling. And... What I'm most fascinated about this movie, and I've mentioned it before, is that it's under 75 minutes. Yeah. I think it's actually like 72 minutes. Mm-hmm. So that means we'll see how, how quick the in and out of it are, but like some of these movies just jump right in. Yeah. But that means with end credits, it might even be like 68, 69 minutes, you know? But So it's, it's a taut, tight little story. Mm-hmm. And especially in this day and age when so many films are guilty of being... It's all Peter Jackson's fault, where all movies are three hours long, two and a half hours yeah. long. Back in like the 30s and 40s, movies were 70 minutes for the most part. A lot of that was because they had like a newsreel and cartoons and whatever in front of it. So like your, your whole entertainment package would have been 100 minutes or whatever. But I really want to see this 72-minute movie. Yeah. I, 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 like the, I can't think... The last time... There's a lot of movies that are under 90 minutes, that are 80 minutes. A lot of cartoons, especially. Most Woody Allen films, speaking of Woody, are, are around 90 yeah, minutes Yeah, he doesn't... So. Uh, he's pretty consistent. He doesn't do, like, longer than an hour and 40. Yeah, horror films are usually 90 minutes or under. But, uh, yeah, it's it's a very highly acclaimed movie. I, I think, speaking of Rotten Tomatoes, I think it's, it's like Rotten Tomatoes is at, like, 96% all critics and 100% mm-hmm. top critics, whatever mm-hmm. that means. And, and yes, I know as much as anyone else that sometimes that could be skewed, but it sounds good when we say it. Mm-hmm. So, Well, yeah, no, it did. It was a big hit at uh, film festivals and whatnot. Yeah. So. And uh, hopefully a lot of people come out to it. Yeah, and everything I've read is, is that the, the kid is great in it, and it's, mm-hmm. I be- if, I'm, if I remember correctly, it's a first-time filmmaker, and this came through the, like, the Sundance Initiative. Like so, it the Sundance Lab kind of yeah, kind of thing? Where, yeah, where it was like like the, the the filmmaker and or filmmakers submitted went to the kind of film school workshop their script there kind of came out of that system, uh, and but yeah, it's it's a kind of a, it's an exciting premiere for us to get and more um, rewarding when people come out because like when people come out in big numbers for Hunt for the Wilder People or for the Fitz. Or for the final master, uh, the distributor likes that, and we like that, and we could show more of these movies. And already, I think Lee was saying that we have some stuff possibly coming up in the future from the distributor of Hunt for the Wilder People. Mm-hmm. And well, we have some new uh, premieres that we haven't mentioned yet. Yeah, and it's all because of that. It's because they look at our numbers and go, "Hey, that worked." Um, Music of Strangers on September 9th. This is a Yo-Yo Ma. I think that's the movie. That's the movie we got, uh, yeah. The Yo-Yo Ma documentary, which is from the distributor of Wilder People. And, and apparently that movie's yeah. done well. And it's, it's another cool-looking documentary. And this one is, it's a, it's interesting. It's a very different musical uh, theme, musical genre, with Yo-Yo Ma's, um, like, string instruments, classical music kind mm-hmm. of stuff. Uh, but it's from the director of 20 Feet from Stardom, which won the mm-hmm. Oscar. For that's best... about all the, the backup singers. All the backup singers, yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, so that's a big get for us. So that's coming up. You can 
Uh, I don't have show times for that yet, but you could check out the trailer and uh, descriptive uh, a description off of our website. Transpecos on September twenty third. I don't know what this is, but it, it's got a really cool poster. Yeah, it's a. I believe it's a cop drama or a border border drama, drugs, Breaking Bad kind of stuff. I think. Ah, uh, yeah, border patrol working a remote desert checkpoint. Uh, the contents of one car will re- will reveal an, an insidious plot within their own ranks. Yeah, it looks it it's uh, looks. Yeah, I say Breaking Bad just because that always comes to mind is like mm-hmm. the, the the heavy drama drug related or what was the one we screened that movie a little while ago that was a border movie, um, Cartel Land. Cartel or? Land. Well, that yeah. was a documentary. That was a documentary. Yeah. yeah. What was the other one? It started with an S. Ah, I totally forgot what it was called. But yeah, we. So it's yeah, I believe it's a it's um, a cop, border cop kind of thing, crime cool. crime genre movie. And uh, we have on September thirtieth, Demon. Demon, yeah, which looks really cool. It's a stuff goes horribly wrong at a wedding. It's a oh god. It's a it's a supernatural. That's cool. That's a cool idea. A bridegroom is possessed by an unquiet spirit in the midst of his own wedding celebration. Yeah, it looks really cool. Oh, in this clever take on the Jewish legend of Dubuque. Yeah. So is it, did I say that correctly? Maybe. <laughs> I don't I know. Hope so. Yeah. It, yeah. So it has to do with Jewish religion, and I guess the mythology around this evil spirit that has something to do with weddings. So I that mean, sounds like a cool idea. Yeah. When I, when I first saw it, when I saw it was like wedding related, there was another poster I didn't use that just looked like a bride, and then I was like, why is this called Demon? And it's I don't know. You know the when you say horror film, a lot of people just go straight to Freddy Krueger. So I think it is it is a horror film. Just it's like, like an artsy horror film. Horror thriller, yeah, like an art house th- horror film. But yeah, that looks really cool. So yeah, a couple of... There was one more too. We had four bookings. Uh, the Greasy Strain yeah. Strangler on <laughs> October 7th. Another cool poster. Wait, and I think might be the epitome of not for everyone. I don't want to discourage people from coming to movies, but definitely... Check out the trailer. It's, and it's one of those movies that you will either have... I don't feel bad saying this because you will either have no interest in this movie or you will think it's awesome that we got this movie. Well, just to give you an idea, it says from the maniacs who brought you ABCs of Death, Cheap Thrills, which we showed, yeah, Kill List, which is an insane film, mm-hmm. and Cooties, which Cooties, we also showed. So which, that yeah. should give you an idea of what you're in for. I think Elijah Wood is actually an executive producer on mm-hmm. this one as well. Like, he's... He's another guy who's interesting because I think he made all of his like Lord of the Rings money, and now he's doing. He's got like a record label or something. Yeah, and he's doing lots of stuff. And he did that. Um, oh, what you call it? Remake, Maniac remake. That's really good. Yeah, so really he's, creepy. He's doing these weird little, and I really like Cooties. It was a real good, you know, Shaun of the Dead esque funny horror film, um, and. Yeah, so this is another one, and I think it's. it's I've seen the trailer, and it played at Fantasia. Really hard to explain, but like the the trailer in itself is, I think a lot of people might get too grossed out just from watching the trailer to come. See I haven't it. seen the trailer yet. Yeah, but but, no, but then like out. the reaction on like Facebook and Twitter is it's always funny because people are really excited to see something, and those are the people who are coming, and it's like anything else. Like some people want to see that, some people want to see the new Woody Allen movie. Yeah, and that's what I like about it here is that you know we have a nice diversity. diversity. Yeah, I'm really excited for. 
pardon me, uh, Gimme uh, Gimme Danger, the story of the Stooges, which premieres on November, uh, November 4th. Yeah. This is directed by Jim Jarmusch. Yep. And it's the story of uh, Iggy Pop's uh, innovative punk band from the 60s and 70s. Are they from as far back as the 60s? Yeah, like, like late like 60s, really late 60s? late 60s, yeah. Man, he looks considering what he's been through. Yeah, he looks pretty good for like a yeah, 90-year-old <laughs> yeah. crazy rock and roll star. He's still he's still doing it. And uh that one, it's a little far away November 4th, but that one is such a we just booked it and it doesn't even have a trailer readily available yet. Mm-hmm. So, if you do go check out our uh, website. I wasn't able, able to put a trailer up because there isn't one. I believe it played at Cannes. Uh, Jim Jarmusch has two movies out this year. The Gimme Danger documentary and a movie called Patterson with Adam Driver, which oh, yeah. apparently is excellent. Yeah, um, yeah. So hopefully we'll get that movie uh, some point in the future. Yeah. But um, yeah, I'm, no, I'm, I'm excited for this documentary. Yeah, I like I like rock and roll documentaries especially when they're kind of a mix of concert and and footage. Mm-hmm. I find sometimes if it's just a pure concert documentary, it kind of loses my interest a bit. But if it has, you know, the behind-the-scenes interviews and all mm-hmm. that kind of thing. And I am not um, a music historian expert on any of the Stooges or anything like that, but just knowing Iggy Pop and knowing the Stooges enough to know what they were mm-hmm. and and what influence they had. And plus on top of that, Jim Jarmusch being such an excellent filmmaker. Yeah. Uh, and I have a feeling if he's doing this movie, it's probably like a passion project for him. He's probably a fan too. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so it should be good. It's so funny because Iggy Pop nowadays, 20 years ago, he had one of the songs on the Train Spotting soundtrack. Mm-hmm. And that played at a movie theater I worked at in Vancouver forever yeah <laughs> like it just it did and now train spotting 2 is coming out which is crazy to me i can't believe that's a thing uh so i have like the soundtrack to train spotting in my brain or at least the last songs that played over the end credits because i would stand at the back of the theater just waiting to like clean up and we played that movie for i don't know like 12 weeks or something mm-hmm. like that um and then he's been an actor in a handful of things yeah and he's just, you know, this living legend character. Yeah. And he hasn't slowed down at all. No, no. Impressive guy. But, uh, but yeah, so that'll be a, a cool rock and roll <coughs> documentary coming up. Um, what did we, well, we didn't really talk about Final Master. That's kind of a big epic martial arts film. Yeah. It's coming up this week for a couple of screenings. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've done pretty well with... Well, the last one we showed, um, Three? the Johnny Two movie, did did quite well. Yeah, that was really good. And yeah, so we have that one coming up for a couple screenings, uh, and then this weekend, almost forgot about this, but we have the Star Trek Triple Bill mm-hmm. in honor of Star Trek's fiftieth anniversary. Uh, we're screening what is known as the Motion Picture Trilogy of Star Trek. So the Star the Star Trek Motion Picture Trilogy which is weird because it's Star Trek 2, 3, and 4. Mm-hmm. But Star Trek 1 stands on its own. And, and nobody really likes it. Nobody Star really one. likes it. And every <laughs> I think t- Lee likes it. But every time you say that, popular. somebody will speak up and be like, oh, I really like that one. Yeah. But Star Trek 1 stands on its own. Not many people like it. 
Star Trek V stands on its own. Not many people like I don't it. even think the cast liked no. the first one. They didn't enjoy making it or something yeah, like that. Yeah, but uh, it made a lot of money. Mm-hmm. There's a misconception that it was a flop, but it, no, it made a lot of money because people just went because they loved yeah. Star Trek. They didn't care if it was bad. Uh, and then Star Trek VI stands alone and is really good, but it kind of stands on its own. But two, three, four have a, uh, you know, there's death in the first one, rebirth in the second one, and finding identity again in the third one, mm-hmm. uh, or the second, third, fourth one. And really, if I remember correctly, even at the beginning of three, I think there's like a last time, almost like a TV show. Like, oh, okay. Like previously like, on previously Star Trek. Previously on Star Trek. So they even went that far of having like one of those in it. I know they did that in, in Karate Kid 2. Which is weird. They they recap the um, the ending. And maybe did they? Do and they, I think they may even show you a bit. Yeah, they recap it and then extend it. And you know, here's what happened. Yeah. During the credits, you know. And in in Rocky, did they do those in any of the Rockies? Yeah. Um, I think I know they did that in Rocky Five. Rocky Five opens with with like everything. Uh, him winning, uh, him beating uh, Dolph Lundgren. Yeah. But it, it shows him, like, in his dressing room after, just, like, really messed up. Like, right. he's shaking, and it's the beginning of his yeah brain problems. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's weird when a movie does that, because it, it's... It, it makes it Because so it's much... a TV thing, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's, I wonder if that happened... I wonder what's the first case of that happening. The first case of, of a movie saying, last time in our last movie... Um, but yeah, so anyhow, so Star Trek, it, it's crazy to think that Star Trek is 50 years old. So this is the mm-hmm. 50th anniversary of it hitting television. Okay. And if this does well, we will definitely contemplate showing some more Star Trek stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, my idea, which I didn't know if it would fly, but was would be to do Star Trek VI, because that's Kirk and Spock. Star Trek First Contact with Captain Picard, because mm-hmm. that's a standalone one. And I think the really only really good Next Generation movie. Mm-hmm. And then J.J. Star Trek Part 1. Mm-hmm. Just to kind of have the three different mm-hmm. universes. So that's just my idea. Or maybe just even the simplicity of just showing Star Trek 6. I really like Star Trek 6. Mm-hmm. So just Is to that, that Undiscovered Country? Yeah. Uh, I really like that one a lot. But we will see. So we'll see how this one does. Uh, and it's funny because you think that we're in this like... This 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 nerd mecca right now, this nerd Shangri La, but then it's right now it's the fiftieth anniversary of Star Trek. The same year, it's the it's uh, Batman, because later a couple months or next month we're gonna have a Batman sixty six anniversary mm-hmm. screening. So there was still nerd back then. Yeah, <laughs> like it, was, it was still there, um, and it's always nice when. People associate us with a retro theater, and we don't get to do retro films as much as we would like sometimes because there's just not the the, the box office profit in it. Mm-hmm. But we do like showing stuff once a month or a couple times a month that's uh, cool and retro, whether it be one of our uh, Kids Fest movies mm-hmm. or a triple bill like Star Trek or Back to the Future or Indiana Jones, the occasional horror film. That's Man, that's right on the horizon with Hall- Halloween's only a couple months away mm. now. And well, we have uh, the showtimes for um, the Halloween Rocky Horrors up on our website. Oh, do uh, we already? Yeah. Tickets aren't available yet, but they will be soon. What day does Halloween fall on this year? It's on a Monday night. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. So what are we going to do? We're going to do, We're gonna like, do, I think, uh, three shows. As if, you know, on, like, on Monday, yeah. Yeah, as if it were any other night. There'll be a midnight show on Monday night. 
and then do it on like Friday and Saturday as well, or just yeah. I think it, it's let me let me see here actually. I think it's I think we're doing the twenty eighth and 29th for uh, two shows, and then Halloween the thirty first will be three evening shows. And and that's crazy because you have to remember that you know showing showing three shows of Rocky Horror is one thing, but even I kind of always forget that I'm like. Oh yeah, we have a live cast. So these so these magnificent bastards are doing three shows in a row. Like Broadway doesn't do that. Broadway does two shows in a day at most. Mm-hmm. And so our guys, our absent friends, shadow cast on Halloween and this weekend, by the way, and this uh, weekend, yes, there's a regular of- Rocky Horror show uh, this Saturday, August thirteenth, ten forty-five. Yeah, and we and again the the thing I like about short movies. And I think this week I'm looking at, like, Cafe Society is 96 minutes. The Fitz is 72 minutes. Is It means everything gets to be earlier. Mm-hmm. So, like, Rocky Horror is at 1045 instead of midnight, you know. So mm-hmm. I, I like that. I think that's nice to see. Some people, that's midnight shows are a bit past their bedtime, but a 1045 show, they can make it out to a little bit earlier, a little bit easier. Um, but, yeah, so come check out. Rocky Horror with the Absent Friends Shadow Cast this Saturday, but we have it almost every month, and of course the big Halloween celebration is right around the corner, and we sooner or later we're going to have some cool announcements of other Halloween stuff we're doing. Mm-hmm. I'm still trying to contemplate a Halloween themed kids movie that we could do for mm-hmm. uh, for our kids club. Um, and it's always that like right on the verge where it's like. You know, for a lot of kids, Dark Crystal's too scary for them, but yeah. it's like it's like there's some movies that are just right on the cusp where I wouldn't quite call them a kid's movie, but, you know... Yeah. And then, you know, we just... We can't screen Nightmare Before Christmas because... It's Disney. It's Disney. And that is the, the one that uh, is constantly requested. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, keep an eye out on our schedule, and uh, we will have updates ASAP... As we get them, mm-hmm. uh, even uh, someone was asking just today. It was about oh, what's the uh, we have the comic book comic book shops presenting that Canadian film Zoom Zoom, and somebody just asked and they were like because we have it listed. Um, what are the showtime for the twenty fourth? And my cut and paste response is always like, oh well, we don't know yet. We mm-hmm. we book Monday for the following Friday the Thursday, and. So, you know, we just don't know. You can kind of take a wild guess sometimes. You're like, well, that looks like a 9 o'clock movie. You know, that looks like a 7 o'clock movie. But, yeah, we we promise that we let you know as soon as we know. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't keep secrets. No. We, 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 we will exciting, excitedly tell you about stuff as soon as uh, we know about stuff. Mm-hmm. How are we doing for time there? Uh, I think we should wrap up. We are uh, cool. I, we are working right now, so we have yeah. to get back to doing work, regular, and, real work. And I always like turn off my 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 phone so I can't look at a watch when we're doing these things. And yeah. kind of sometimes we try to keep it around half an hour. Then I'm like, how long have we been talking for? And I think have we just done like a three hour Marin podcast? Uh, but we're at forty three minutes. Forty three, an epic. Uh, yeah, so thanks for listening, everybody. Be sure to visit our friends at House of Target across the street. They will be presenting Man vs. Snake coming up very soon. Mm-hmm. And um, check out... What's the... What's Audible, the Audible Books. Audible Audible.com slash Mayfair Theater Podcast, where you can download a free audiobook. 
for this week, I would say... It's probably a Star Trek book. Yeah. No, go download <laughs> the, um, one of the William Shatner autobiographies. Because he reads Or them. a Tech War book. And a Tech War book. Yeah. yeah, they're so great. When, it, when it, him, Shatner reading a book to you, that's, yeah. you, you can't beat that. Uh, yeah, so thanks for listening. We'll see you all soon. Uh, let us know what you think on all the social media outlets. It's Twitter, always, Instagram, Facebook. It's always nice when somebody says something nice about us on one of those and lets us know that someone out there is listening. Absolutely. And uh, we'll see you at the movies. See you later.